everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Third Person Podcast. My name is Chris Milhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Daryl Hammond. How are you, buddy? Top of the morning. How you doing? Doing it, man. We're doing it. We are uh, rocking and rolling back back at it with the good old podcast here, man. And uh, I just want to shout out to everybody who left us nice comments on the social media about the Jane Fonda episode. Seems to be a very popular one, man. I mean, we've been uh, getting such cool comments. Everyone just loves her, you know? Such a great guest. Nurse Ann is here this morning. She's, uh, I'm, I'm, Annika retired, so I've, I have these new people in my life. Okay. Trying to help me, and Nurse Ann is one of the, one of the most, hey, Nurse Ann, come in for a minute. <laughs> Gonna make her first cameo on our, uh, on the old podcast. She knows everything there is to know about Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, for those who uh, don't know and maybe we're, uh, we haven't alluded to anybody, we try not to let uh, our listeners know of guests too far in advance because we're, you know, sometimes scheduling difficulties come up and we have to switch and whatever. But today's guest is Taylor Schilling, who is the star of The Orange is New Black. So it's going to be fun to talk to her, who I know is a friend of yours, which is cool to have her on the podcast. But, you know, her, uh, her new project sounds fucking amazing. Oh, it's getting buzzed, man. It is getting buzzed. Like everybody on social media is pretty, pretty stoked about it. Her new, um, her new TV show is going to be on Hulu. It's called Pam and Tommy. And it's about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's, uh, relationship. And basically it centers around, uh, their sex tape and when, what happened when that got released. And she plays the wife of the guy who released the sex tape, which is pretty cool. I remember the day it happened. Something. Oh, yeah. Everybody went wild when that happened because, you know, they were like, you know, they were a hot rock and roll couple, you know, like everyone was like obsessed with Pamela and Tommy, man. It was like, you know, this is this is something that maybe we could talk to Taylor about when she jumps on. But like paparazzi are that world is such a whole crazy fanatic type of world of like all the shit that the paparazzi do. And they were like literally hounding people like Pam and Tommy Lee and like. I remember when that whole thing went down and everyone was obsessed. They're like, how do I watch this? How do I watch this? You know, like, cause you want to see celebrities, you know, get at it. But <laughs> it was, it was wild, man. Do you remember that? Like, I remember it very well. We could talk to, talk to Taylor about it. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. I was... I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to her about that. Um, and also to not to, you know, plug another thing that she has. I mean, I think we should because she's got so many great projects, but she's got a new um, a TV show coming out also on Paramount plus called the bite. And it's basically about uh, zombies, like what happens if zombies were to actually, you know, uh, take Taylor over. Does? Taylor does. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The, the trailer is really the trailer is actually pretty funny. Um, it, it seems like it's like a mixture of comedy and like actual like kind of horror of you know like what would happen if like you know in modern day life today in New York City or I, I think it's where it takes place of like what happened? How would a zombie outbreak happen? And so, like, it is it is kind of interesting. Um, it looks great. I mean, so, obviously, everybody's already conceived uh, Taylor and in, uh, in, in the Orange is New Black, which she was on for six six years, I believe. 90 episodes, which is insane. There's Nurse Anne. <clears throat> Hi. Hi, Nurse Anne. How are you? <laughs> just a quick cameo. She just wanted to say hello. Uh, she, did, I, she did more than, <clears throat> more than any single factor she helped me prepare for the Swalwell podcast which oh, we got, people said was great yeah man people really said that the uh, conversation flew by they said it they didn't even realize it was an hour because he's just so engaging and 
and the conversation flowed so well. So, I mean, you know, I love that the people are giving us feedback. So listen, if you guys are listening to this right now, go and share these posts that we post on social media, just share them with your friends, tell your friends about the podcast, leave us a review. That'd be great. Uh, if you're looking for us on social media, Daryl is at Daryl C. Hammond. I am at Chris Milhouse, two L's in Milhouse. And, uh, you know, come see us live. We're doing shows all the time. We do stand up, you know, as if we, we've only talked about stand up about 500 fucking times uh, on our podcast. But uh, we would love to have you guys come out and say that you, you, you know, you listen to our podcast. It's, it's really cool. Um, I've had a couple people do that already out here in New York. So it's, I really appreciate you guys. So shout out to you guys who are listening all the time and commenting all the time. I know I don't know what's going on over in LA, but New York City just uh, switched up some uh, some rules. So now everybody has to be vaccinated. It's a requirement uh, if you're going to do anything indoors. You have to show proof of vaccination. So that means indoor dining, comedy shows, you know, movie theaters, all that stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, I went to a Foo Fighters concert on Monday, which was awesome, and they made sure that was a rule. Like you have to show the vax you know, vaccine card. And, uh, it's interesting. It's, it was my first concert in like two years and it was like, I did, I did flappers the other night and I had to show. Did you? Yeah. I, I mean, I've had to show a couple of times, like anytime I'm at the comedy cellar and if like one of the door guys doesn't recommend, recognize me, he always makes me show the card or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's wild, man. I, you know, I got a little emotional at the Foo Fighters concert because I think I've missed something so simple as a concert and going to a live show like that and seeing, one of my favorite bands of all time uh, perform. And man, I, I think I've told you this, maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but one of my ultimate guests, if not my ultimate guest of all time would be Dave Grohl. I would Why just, don't you get him? Oh, he's so hard to get, man. We gotta, we gotta get Ayala on, uh, on to see if she can, she can reach out. But uh, man, he would be just, you know, if you guys all don't know who Dave Grohl is, he's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. He was the drummer for Nirvana. Um, the dude has stories for days. I met him once at the comedy store and he got drunk with all the comedians and told us stories for hours. And I wish I could remember half of them because I was so drunk. Uh, but he was just amazing and, uh, just really engaging. And I just think he'd be an ultimate guest, man. I mean, just everything he's done. They've been, Foo Fighters have been a band for what, 25 years now, which is nuts. I don't know. It's been, it's, make, it, make it so, Chris. Yeah, we will. Uh, in the meantime, we've got Taylor Schilling. So let's, uh, Let's see what she's up to. See if she's ready to jump on with us. Hey, hey. Taylor, how are you? You are both so good looking and professional looking. Oh, I. Oh no! Come on, listen. You're the, listen, you're the swan. Flattery, of, you're the swan of the group. I'm huh? not the swan. I am not. Battery the swan will get you everywhere yet. on I'm this. Trying spot. to get ready to move. Um, <laughs> hi. How's it going, Taylor? We're Good afternoon, nice everyone. Time. We've been talking about you a lot today. Mm, mm, mm. Um, your new project, and then Chris told me about another project involved a zombie thing. Is that it's correct, insane. Chris? Insane! It's insane. Yeah, it, yeah it's I, really... I Taylor. I watched the um, trailer uh, after you uh, texted me about it, and I was just like, "Man, like this looks both funny and awesome at the same time. Like it looks like a nice, like it looks like a really cool uh, series that I'm excited to watch." I don't know. It's unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, it's unhinged I mean it's a it's an odd thing it's an odd thing I was just talking about it with someone in Australia I think it just started streaming in Australia and the, the guy was baffled by it it's weird I mean whatever it was like it was like last October and everyone was we were still so deeply in lockdown and yeah. it was fun 
It was fun. Do you know Audra McDonald, Daryl? Yes. Yes. She it was like it was her and I. So I was like, all right. Oh my god! Come on! Why are you not plugging this now? You are. I mean, it's nobody saw it. It's like it, it like went into the ether of this whole business. I don't understand. So I just have to say, <laughs> I was just trying to do some homework and like listen to you guys because I haven't. I haven't been good at listening and I was trying to spend some time listening and I was listening to the Jake Tapper episode that you did. Mm. And I heard that you were (laughs) earlier in the day when um, you were going to interview Jake, you were walking around the house saying, Eureka, Eureka. (laughs) (laughs) I said Eureka several times and I don't know why that tickled me so much, but I was just wondering. What was the context in which I said Eureka? You, Eureka, because you were just excited that he was going to be on the show. I think that he, he, Chris asked me how I was doing, and I said, well, today I have been jumping up in the air, clicking <laughs> my heels together and shouting Eureka. Yes. <laughs> that we ever I, just, got I just love that image, man. I just, I think that's like, that's the silliest image that I, I just absolutely love that whole idea. I don't know if it gets better than that. I just was wondering, so have you been jumping up and clicking your heels saying Eureka? Because you knew oh, I was going was gonna to tune in from upstate New York. <laughs> oh, actually, She's I here. was. Actually, I Eureka. was. I said Eureka a couple times over you. You know that. Good. I'm so to hear it. The, the last time we were at dinner, don't you remember? You were the late, you came late, and just as you approached the table, I went, Eureka! <laughs> That's right. Don't you remember that? And Jane. It's Jane all coming was, back to me now. It's all coming back to me now, right? And Jane, Jane was sitting there and did a spit take. <laughs> yes. Man, oh, Daryl, you're having these cool right? dinners out in LA, man. I gotta, I gotta come back to LA and, and, and crash one of these dinners one of these nights, man. I when, when it's her and Jane and me, I sit back and take it in. I can't keep keep up with all of it. Man, it goes fast too. It goes really fast. It yeah, really those dinners go quick. Well, it's very <sighs> surreal. I'm so happy I know you through Lady Fonda. Yeah, I don't know if our paths would have connected otherwise, but boy, it's a thrill. It's a thrill and a half. Yeah, but I feel the same way about it. And no, I don't think we would connect without Lady J. I mean, who knows, though? You know what I mean? Who knows? I I, I say that, like, I definitively, but I, I actually, who knows? Life is so wavy. Boy, it is. It's I'm, low I'm vibrational and it's wavy. I'm just happy to be a fly on the wall for all this stuff, you know? I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding Daryl's coattails for... Uh, <laughs> This is the kind no. of conversation she gave me a ride home that night. And this, we we parked out in front of my building for a while. She, this is this was the conversation of, you know, life is just kind of wavy and it's sort of this low, it's this low vibrational thing kind of happening. This sort of come see, come saw. This sort of and I'm going, wow, you do have a way with words. <laughs> what was it that you taught me? I was trying to remember what was that thing. It was like A B. I mean. I need to know it again. What? That thing, it was like the process of, I just have to tell you right now, there is the most insane thunderstorm happening where I am. Okay. And How do you feel about that? I just hope that, you know, New York City doesn't flood again and everyone I know is underwater. How crazy was that? Those it was pictures. Nuts. I mean, I've never seen 
anything like that. Were either of you in the city for Hurricane Sandy? Oh, you were? Yeah, yes. not for Sandy, for the last one. Uh, oh, you were? Oh, are you there right now? Yeah, I, I live there now. Yes. He, he's in L.A., but yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but <clears throat> I was there for Sandy. <clears throat> I remember two things about that night. <clears throat> the sound of the wind. Uh-huh. Like, was freaky and impossible to to like defend yourself against it just shook you i mean that that yeah. sound and then my friend karen calls me a really smart lady she called she goes so daryl um the atlantic ocean you know the atlantic ocean right i'm like yeah i i know the atlantic ocean she goes okay so it's outside my door right now and I'm like, what the fuck? She goes, yeah, the Atlantic Ocean just came up First Avenue in case you think, <laughs> think we're not closing on a, in on the end times. It wow. feels a little freaky to have Atlantic Ocean on First Avenue. Now, I don't know yeah. if that happened this time, but when New York City floods like that, you know, it's startling because it's such a, it's such a power. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a. It feels it feels immovable. New York City, of all places, feels like it exists outside of time and space. It's like Im, Im, impenetrable. Um, yeah, but for the, yeah. for me, with the last one that just happened, I feel uh-huh. like none of us in New York were really were prepared because I don't feel like anybody ever told us. Like nobody really knew that it was going to be as bad as it was. Yeah, and stuff like because we everyone warned us about. What was it Hurricane uh, Henry or whatever on Ray? You know that they they freaked no. out about that one, and it was nothing. It was just like a bunch of rain, and and it was fine. Yeah. And then four days later, they were like, "Oh yeah, you know it's gonna rain, but it's probably nothing." And then all of a sudden, we're getting flooded, like flooded, flooded. Yeah. I was like, "Thank God I didn't have anywhere." Like I I didn't have any gigs that night. I was like, "Thank God I stayed in." And I got, went to grocery shopping the day before. I'm yeah. so happy that like. But also, I it's really hard. Yes. It's, all everyone always says when the hurricane comes, it's this strong, but it's not Katrina. This time they're going, it's not Katrina, it's Katrina's mom. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. And it's heading towards towards New Orleans. It's it's bigger than her than Katrina. And so, yeah. man, how do you prepare for that and really understand that this girl's going to hit the deep southeast? But you're gonna her blast radius is gonna hit you on Manhattan Island too. I know. What is that called? Like the draft thing that like when you're doing bicycle races and you're behind someone and you get in their their tail, their their draft tail. Yeah, it's a tail. There's something about it's called a draft something. But I think these storms are. What a treat it is to see you here today in a good mood. Thank God I'm in a good mood. Listen, I had to do a lot of work to be in a good mood and prepared for this. I worked my entire day was, I understood this was at 4.30. There were a lot of steps that needed to take place in order for me to be in a good mood for you today. And I knew that, you know, I knew that I had to take it. I had to, the infrastructure is in place. Thank God. So I utilized it. You know what I did? I went into my toolbox. (laughs) I can really identify. It takes a fuck ton to get this fucking keep up on the road. <laughs> just like, My wow. car just wants to go into the, into the guardrail, but today I didn't because I knew I had to be here with you just, on the road. Yeah, Thank you, so, Taylor. I appreciate that. I know, I know you, Taylor Chris. does too. What Taylor, were you asking Darryl. about? You, 
you were asking me about that ABC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ABC thing that we were talking about in the car. I was trying to remember that the other day. And then I was just like, I'm going to talk to you today. What? What is that? What were you talking? Remember you were saying something? Yeah, which has really saved my ass a lot over the years. It's called ABCs. That's by Martin Seligman. He wrote a book called Learned Optimism. And he has cognitive oh, right, therapy right. exercises that are spectacular. Mm-hmm. ABC is you put the adversity thing I'm upset about. Mm-hmm. And you put B, the belief about that adversity. And they put C, the consequence of that belief. You right. know, I picked up, I stayed home, I got in right. a fight. And then D, you dispute the belief. Right? It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 And it's really, really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I've never heard that before, man. That's a real, that is really cool. Well, yeah, it's easy to remember, too. I'm going to write that down. It's like, I'm going to put it right next to my live, laugh, love sign in my uh, living room. <laughs> you what? You didn't say that, right? What's that? You didn't just you say didn't. that. Right? I did say that. It, I don't think it's live, laugh, love, though. I think it is the other way. I, I, right. I know. No, you're absolutely right. What? <laughs> live, love, laugh. Live, laugh, love. The signs that every like mid Midwest house. No, I know exactly what you're saying, but I I really wanted you to have it close to no cigar. But I think you just said it absolutely perfectly. You did it. Uh, yeah. You did I, it. I, I, sometimes you try to make jokes, and sometimes they land, and sometimes they just you know. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. So, do you live? You live in New York City, but you lived in LA before. Yeah, I lived in LA for like for a uh, long time. Yeah, like eight years. And what brought you to back to the city, back to New York City? Uh, I, you know, I love it. I got a little burnt out in LA. Um, I wasn't uh, progressing as the stand-up that I wanted to be um, because a lot yeah. of the LA stand-up scene is is just how famous you are, unfortunately. Yeah. And so a lot of people that are super famous kind of dominate the stage time there, and it's harder for up-and-coming comedians to like you know, just to get better, just to get that, that, that good quality stage time at comedy clubs and vice versa here in New York, where it's like, you know, in New York city, they actually really value the art over the fame and they really groom comedians to get their chops and to be better. And you learn a shitload more here in New York. And uh, I was doing some acting stuff in LA and mm-hmm. I liked it, but I wasn't like in love with it. I think I just really wanted to go after stand up more. And then, you know, I'm also from Connecticut originally, so it was nice to come back to the East Coast and, um, right. you know, be spend more time with some family out, you know, out there. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like my personality fits New York much better. I just love this. I love this town so much more. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it. I still get to go back to L.A. Like whenever I get hired, on a, you know, to write on something or to, you know, do stand up out there, it's nice to go, you know, fly back you know, whenever mm-hmm. I'm needed, but I don't mm-hmm. have to stay there permanently, which is nice. Yeah. I like being, I like being here. So it's yes. very important to me. Do you live, you live here in New York? I mean, sort of, I don't sort know. of. <laughs> I mean, I think I really relate to you. I mean, I think that, that I, I also cannot imagine what the trajectory for stand-up comedy is like. I, I, I it, it seems so scary to me. Um, so scary. I have, I had a similar, I mean, New York is sort of similar in terms of acting. I did the same, the whole, you know, like grad, I went to graduate school in New York and it felt like a very safe ish place to work and learn. And there are people who 
you know, are really hardcore about craft and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, and I think on, on some level, I, I don't, I don't think it's quite as, as polarized as that. Do you know what I mean? There are like oh, amazing yeah. people in both places, but it was certainly useful when I was in my twenties. It helped. I learned a lot by being well, I, in New York. I have, I have a boring question. You can edit out Chris. And if, okay. if you find this oh, please ask me. Also, I have no idea what to talk about. So please just ask me, you know, um, I'm an open book. I'm here for you. Yeah. Amazing. That's what we love to hear. <laughs> Eureka. My hair in three days. Eureka. Um, great. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm okay. making myself available to Yes. Like me and Chris had to learn how to be comics, right? How, like we had to how? learn. Okay. Did you, yes. did you like study acting? I mean, did oh you have to learn God, that or I could ever. you just do it? Well, I don't want to like, I'm so curious about people who are comedians. I feel like I've been like a, a tributary off like the comedian river. Not like I see all these people and I'm so baffled by even what it is. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, but to, like, how do you learn to become a comedian? You watch people, right? Like you were you little write, and you became obsessed with things. You write jokes, you take them up on stage at open mics, you bomb for a while. <laughs> But yeah. you have occasional successes enough to hook you on the crap on it. Yeah, like I see. First- so that's, I mean, it's very similar to what I, I mean, I, I like, I, yeah, that's really interesting. So it's, there's no real um, fairy dust or whatever. You just became obsessed with telling jokes. I think so. But I mean, in terms of whether or not you actually earn a living or a good living or, you know, become yeah. a part of a hit show. I mean, that's all stuff that you can't control as much. Right. The only thing you can tr- control is try to learn to be funny or in front of people you've never met before. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. It's just a lot of trial and error. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. Just going yeah. out there and giving it a shot and not letting bombing discourage you from keep going. You know? <laughs> and for both of you to keep doing that at different times, did it require like a real support network? You know, to stay, to to keep yourself afloat when the bomb would I think, happen. I, I sort of think there were there were always comics around for coffee shops and bars to talk about how wretched tonight's experience was. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. Night, that's exactly. You had like a little like processing time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, the nights, like for instance, I've uh, played. You know, the White House correspondence dinners. I played Library of Congress. I mean, I played some pretty, pretty cool places, right? Yeah. But I've also bought, I've also been booed off stage four times in my life. Whoa! Did you hear that? I did hear that. Wow. I wonder if that's going to come out on our uh, podcast or those of you uh, listening. I don't know if you heard that, but it was, that was some, that was some gnarly thunder that just, that was God came down and said, don't boo yeah. Daryl off stage. Wait. Ba, 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 ba. But are you, you're Wait. not. I was you said, right. I've been booed off stage four times. And then yeah. there was <laughs> like the most intense lightning that I've, I'm not, I'm not, this is no hyperbole. That was one of the most. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You heard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was I heard, it vibrated my chair. So you're I mean, not in the city right now. You're. No, where? no, no. I'm upstate. Okay. Cause I was like, I'm looking out the window right now and I'm like, I, it's not even raining here. Like. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like way upstate right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, what just happened? The story coincided with the prolonged. You said, yes, you said, 
I think because the last part of it was a little bit washed out by the intensity of the thunder. You said I've been booed off stage four times. Yes. And then, and then the thunder hit and then the thunder hit in a way the thunder shook my chair. You said that. And then it went. boom. Oh yeah. Booed off stage. Well, there was a, there was like a natural explanation point. We hate you so much. (sighs) We're going to let you know. And I'll (sighs) tell you, I'll tell you something, the ill will of a thousand people directed at you, you can feel it. I get it. I I can relate. I understand. Yeah, that's horrifying. Having survived four of those, you know, there are four types of shows I would never do again. You know, I know now when people call on the phone, I know the questions to ask. You know, for instance, (sighs) will there be children? And if there are children, it's no. Because you never think that someone would bring children to a, yeah. a show and watch a guy from Saturday Night Live is doing 60 minutes. You, you wouldn't bring kids to that show, would you? No. Right? You wouldn't, let, you wouldn't let them run it around the audience. And every time I say Bill Clinton, they go, um, and they start laughing. He talked about that man. That man you were telling me about. <laughs> With Monica Lewinsky. No, the Monica Lewinsky. No. Oh, yeah, I lived through it. <laughs> what other oh, <yeah>. questions? <laughs> I was backstage, right? And uh, the producer came backstage and went, um, so listen, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. They're, they're just starting to pray now. What? I said... You know, that's kind of funny because for a minute I thought you said this audience was going to pray before the the the, the devil's bruise, Satan's brood from SNL walks out on stage. Do we understand? <laughs> I'm from Saturday Night Live. Do we understand? Is that bringing a bell with you at all? And that they'll put the boss of the corporation up front. And man, you go into it. I mean, I can't do Sean Connery. I can't do. I can't do Bill Clinton. I can't do any anything. And you go into that sort of material up front, and the boss is going to show disdain. Mm. And so will the other fifteen hundred people in attendance. And yet, we're only one one minute into the performance. There are fifty nine more to go. So that was that hasn't that hasn't happened more than once though. And what no. was it? Was were you playing like a like a Mormon I was festival? A big, I was playing for a, a large corporation um, from the south. And they prayed at the corporation had had like a yeah, religious. Convention. They opened practice. each of their sessions with a prayer, and I thought just because they're a famous restaurant chain, I'm like, wait, a prayer. Oh, yeah, but that also, Carol, that was not your fault. Like that wasn't, that was the, whoever's fault that scheduled that and didn't communicate it with you. And uh, also, you know, like that was the, that was them. Like you, you know, it had nothing to do with it. I agree with Chris. That doesn't like count for one of the four that elicited the thunderclap. That's like of its own. All right. I I got another one for you. All right. (laughs) Okay. 
And then we're going to talk about the project you worked on this summer, which Chris and I can't stop talking about. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nurse. It's not happening for a while. It's not coming out for a while, but yes. Okay. Go tell me what the other thing. So like this corporation, this restaurant chain, it was a restaurant. Big one. Can I guess it? Can I guess it? No. Oh, come on. Puck. Does Wolfgang Puck pray with his? These, these are litigious. These are litigious mofos, yo. Is this, is this the one that constantly has like late night fist fights in it? <laughs> oh. oh okay. Okay. What was the other thing? How? Where else did you get booed off? Well, I did I, my first time up on stage in New York. I got booed off stage. Um, uh, I was to do forty five minutes. I did seventeen. This was at a place called Grandpa's Shooting Star in the Bronx, and. The audience um, had on their tables, each table had a fishbowl with long sippy straws, and the fishbowl was filled with Long Island Island iced teas. (laughs) And um, so you'd have four to a table. And I was the headliner, so I came, I got about an hour into the show. Uh They were there an hour before the show. So now for two hours, they're sitting there with their girls uh, drinking Long Island iced tea, and now they're starting to make out. Okay. And then I come up on stage, and they're barely paying attention to me. And I just went, I made note of that, and they became really hostile. One shouted out, one shouted out at one point, he's wounded, finish him off. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. And you wonder why I'm a little blue. Oh, God. Oh God. I just, it's nice that sometimes, you know, when people get drunk and they just feel able to say what's really going on, he's wounded. Finish him off. See, Taylor, I mean, I maintain there's a real reason that there aren't fish bowls of Long Island iced tea with sippy straws at the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) (laughs) The Phantom can't, he can't do his thing, yo. If y'all are making out, (laughs) <laughs> no, he can't. He I think he would can't. really object. Just be a bunch of drunk people go, get that masked motherfucker, get him. No, <laughs> the family like slowly sweep this totally complete. Hey, wait, are those sippy straws? <laughs> are those sippy straws? Also, what is a, a sippy straw? Is just a straw? Are you? You're calling it a sippy straw? They're like these big, like crazy straws. Oh, the crazy straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those big ass things. For sure, sure. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But I mean, they're like they're like like two feet straws. Straws are like two feet long. Wow, how fascinating! That is, uh, that's horrifying. You know, I went to a conservatory. I went to NYU's graduate acting program, which is very. Oh gosh, my cat. Is going to attack the dog, and um, there, it's sort of like mo of that kind of school is that it's it's very intense, and there's a lot of critique, and you can kind of tell when you're getting sort of like you get sort of like booed out of class, you know. Mm-hmm. But really? like I I never would have ex- I don't but like and that even like sort of fills me with terror just thinking about it but the idea of that happening in a public sphere is horrifying like I don't know if it was this I don't know if it would have been as scary to me like 10 years ago but now 
Was that, that was part of an acting school that you did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of an acting school. That doesn't seem like it's helpful. That doesn't seem constructive. I feel like that just seems negative. Well, I know. I mean, there are parts of it, there are parts of it like, that, yeah, I mean, I don't. What even it seems is shitty acting? Is what I'm yeah. It is shitty. I mean, yeah. it is shitty. I mean, and it's well documented. Those like we're going to break you down and then build you up. And there's parts of it I do think that are um, invaluable, and also parts of it. You know, I dropped out. I was like one of the only people to ever receive this. Like, um, that I I got this scholarship that wasn't even like in the acting thing, but I got it for the the grad program, and it was this thing. And then it was a three-year program, and I um, ended up leaving after two years before I was supposed to. I was very hot-headed, and I said, fuck this. <laughs> fuck you. Peace out. <laughs> fuck you. Thanks for the free school. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for the free school. And they were paying my rent, too, and I said, fuck you. I wow. left. Um, uh, but I, yeah, it's very, I, here's the thing though. I think, I think acting can be such a, it's, it's such an amorphous thing, you know, you like touch it and it pops, um, that it's been very useful for me to have such a strong foundation of, of what it, of what it is. You know, there's like some really useful guideposts that come from, studying for a long time. Um, I had an experience at at HP studios where um, I did a scene. I don't know what the scene was. And um, after, you know, you sit down with the teacher in front of class and she critiques you in the scene. Yes. Yes. I'll I'll never forget um, this teacher with her weird accent with There is a large difference, Daryl, between affected and affecting, which you have just so aptly demonstrated for us. Oh, yeah. wow. Demonstrated for it. Like this, watch, watch this. Which you have so aptly demonstrated for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Right, right, yeah. I'm like, um, I never went back to go to class. <laughs> I don't blame you. That sounds... How as a comic do you yeah. not, like, want to turn around and almost, like, roast her, you know? And just, like, say something in that moment where, like, you know, like... Kind of well, this is, this is back in the day when I just got out of the University of Florida and I'd done, you know, a couple of plays there. and They went pretty well and I went to New York and I had to start a half a stream. Maybe I'll be an actor on day and then you know, <clears throat> although I have done some acting because I did get a great teacher later in life and I've done something, some stuff that's not vomitorious. <laughs> um, I, I went to a, a play called Taken in Marriage. It's Meryl Streep, Colleen Dewhurst, um, Kathleen Quinn, Kathleen Quinn, was it Quinlan? Uh, uh, Nancy Marchand. But it was Meryl Streep playing this, uh, Connecticut socialite who, get this, had a cold and has a breakdown during the show and becomes a different person. Okay. It was written by E.L. Dr. Roy Bleed. This is a play? Yeah. Taken in marriage at public theater. So oh, we oh, got oh. tickets through a friend of a friend and we were in the first or second row. And I forgot. I remember I said to my friend afterwards, he goes, you seem so depressed. That was incredible. 
You seem so depressed. And I said, you know why? Because I, I, after seeing that, I I don't know what it is that Meryl Streep is doing, but it's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's not, it's not what we do when we do our off off Broadway play, you know, in the dead of winter and nobody comes. She's doing something other than we do, and I was like, I think I'm gonna maybe try to be funny. You know? Wow, she killed your dream. Her brilliance you know, like, decided, or she, or she, she refined your dream. Her brilliance. You were like, I'm not yeah. going there. I'm not You're going like, there. But yeah, it, I'm like, if I if I can't do that, what am I? But know, in your defense, though, I mean, it's Meryl fucking Street, man. Like she's on a whole nother level that it's I hard know. to even get near. You know, she's brilliant. She's a legend. It it, it, it was like when I saw Adina Menzel in, uh, in Wicked, and I went backstage and I talked to her for her and Tay Diggs for a little while, and I said to her, I said, listen. You just so shamed me, man. I mean, that stuff you're doing out there is not teachable, yo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen her on stage? I've never seen Adina Menzel on stage. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, I can imagine. But it is. It's something where it's like all of these things are... It. I mean, I have had the experience of leaving places and wondering what it is that I'm even doing because you know what I know the hubris of what I mean when I was in school at that point in my life I really was like nothing's out of reach nothing that was the level of like optimism and belief in myself and also like at the time the you know that age it's like someone gives you a skull you know I got like a scholarship to my undergrad and then my graduate school and somebody says like, we believe it's, it's like imprinted in this way that makes you feel fucking invincible. And so the sort of being the process of experiencing reality (laughs) is, um, is, you know, it's, it's, it's quite the existential reckoning, but I, I relate, I relate to your experience with seeing yeah, and, and you don't have to love acting or be a theater devotee or any of that shit to look at that, to look at a Stradivarius violin and realize yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. And to realize it's a Stradivarius, to real, it's like, it's awe inspiring, like seeing the natural world. You know, you don't, you don't have to be particularly uh, tuned in in any way to appreciate the ocean. You know what I mean? It's like, Yes. Blanket, blanketly kind of humans like that stuff. So, yeah. do you want to talk about your amazing project? Um, yeah, let's let's talk more about uh, some of this cool stuff you're doing here, Taylor. I mean, you got the the Pam and Tommy story coming out on Hulu, correct? I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I that's had, getting a lot of buzz everywhere on social media. People people went nuts for, first of all for that Seth Rogen picture of him. As your husband, I believe, right? Yes, yes, yes. And everyone was like, oh, my God, look at him. He looks crazy. Like, it's it's such a different look. But, I mean, uh, it just kind of helped build the buzz about how great the show is going to be. Yeah, and and, and Lily Lily James and Sebastian Stan look unrecognizable as Pam and Tommy. They look as they, they look so, Seth looks amazing. And then those two look exactly like the folks there 
yeah, I mean, portraying, it's, so it's pretty. It's a wild story. I mean, I remember, you know, when all that stuff happened, and I was like, you know, it, everyone was, you know, there wasn't anyone who wasn't talking about that at the time. Yeah, like, you know, everyone. Yeah, was, we had no cultural precedence for it. You know, there was no there there was no Kardashian Hilton type of. I mean, it was the first nope. sex tape. First big but it also was it also was stolen from her. I mean, can you can you imagine what we did to that woman? It was stolen out of her house. That tape was stolen out of Pamela Anderson's house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and she 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 you know, as we all know, you know, she's an articulate, brilliant. She's a passionate woman, and she was really excited to for her acting career. And then all of a sudden, everyone was watching her fuck her husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cr- it's so mind-boggling to think about. The other thing I thought that was so interesting about the story, but I had no idea. Did you know this? That they that it's one of the in a way and don't quote me on this cuz it's not exactly this, but there's it like kickstarted the internet, commerce on the internet. Like it was that tape being available online. Yeah, because they were trying to a sell it. A lot of people. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. It moved from VHS to being available online. And so a lot of people like figured out how to get their fucking, you know, modem set up so that they could and enter their credit card number so they could watch this video. Yeah. And I got you know. cornered on the sidewalk in front of Orso. Uh, I think it was the week that she was hosting SNL and one of the big producers on the show said, have you seen the tape? I'm like, oh. yeah, we just saw it over there at 30 rock. <laughs> but the tape was just kind of showing them how in love with they are. Like how, in, like, you know, it was a lot of like, just how intense and in love they were. I think it was, it was, it was definitely, you know, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why, that's why I think today it's so, it's, it's so, one of the things I think the show does, that's really interesting is it, it differentiates what, they created versus pornography that they didn't create pornography. They were, they were, uh, you know, being consensual adults doing whatever they wanted to do privately, but, yeah. um, you know, but, yeah. Right. But that, I mean, that cast just seems awesome and it looks like a cool project that, I mean, I'm sure that you were excited when you saw it as far as, Oh like, my God. Yes. It's, a, it's been such a weird couple of years and I've had, yeah, I was so happy, so, so happy to be a part of it and to do it. And Seth was so, Seth is such a fucking great guy. Have you ever worked with him, Daryl? Do you know him? Just at SNL. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's, got, the, he's got the stuff. Yeah. I, I want him for our podcast, man. I love Seth Rogen. He's that so guy has got the stuff. Yeah. All, all of it. Yeah. 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 That's what it feels like. I mean, he feels, he feels like a bit of a polymath to me in a very humble, humble way. So I what haven't, is that? uh, I, to, to the best of my knowledge, it just means someone who's very good at a lot of different things. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of like yeah. a, a, a genius of many, many forms, <laughs> you know, many different yes. kinds of genius. Yes. And he's like, he kind of fits that mold to me. And I was, mm. I was really, really, really kind of like awed by that vibe. And then the director too, but it was fun. I really give the entire production a lot of credit for casting me as a porn star. We had a <laughs> lot of, <laughs> it was like not the first choice I can only imagine, but like it really kind of worked in a, 
Yeah. You're like, look, I got to do a lot of research for this role. (laughs) Yeah. You know, truly. Yeah. (laughs) Just watch a lot of porn. You know, like, how do you, how do you you prepare? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How do you play? You watch a lot of porn. I mean, she's a real person. So there was a fair amount of porn. Um, But that actually wasn't that. I mean, that wasn't really the whole of it. So we've all done a little prep. We've all done a little prep. Anyone could come and I've been prepping. A or two I've, been, I've been prepping for a role for years. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> like I'm just waiting for a casting call. It's actually pretty intense though, because it's like porn from when she was really at her height. Erica Boyer was like in the early oh. '80s, and then Erica, like had. Did you say Erica Boyer? Yeah. Do you know Erica? Oh my god! I bet that. No, I don't know her personally, but that's who you play. Yes, I did. Oh I played god. Erica Boyer. Yeah. You're my and personal she, god now. Well, um, I, <laughs> I mean, but oh my god, her work is incredible. It was very like all. Um, like, you know why uh, she was like what's the that only Bob act- Fosse guy? She's she's like she's oh. like who who am I thinking? I can't remember the name, but it's like very like lights and theatrical. She's a brilliant dancer. Um, really the thing about Erica Boyer was she was. Uh, like the only real actress I've ever seen that, that got into it too, boy. I mean, and that made it electri- electrifying. So you can, you know who I'm talking about. You know Erica Boyer. Yeah. You're fam- familiar with her. My work. God, when I was starting out in Orlando, all the comics there at the club were always talking about Erica Boyer, Erica Boyer and <laughs> quoting her lines and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, there was a comedy wow. condo next to the club that I started out in, and Erica Boyer was on. All the time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was a genius at what she did. She had, she created, I mean, I think she made like over a hundred films. Yeah. And was getting paid. Like people would have backups. It would like, cause she was a little erratic. So it would be, the, the hope would be Erica would show up to set, but they'd have like two backups in case she didn't come, but they would, you know, willing to pay her whatever. And um, knowing that, they might have to call number one or number two, huh. number three huh. or four, I guess. Yeah. She, and change the story real storyline real quick for when she, Erica eventually does show up and, and uh, get her back on screen in the same part. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, right, right. Keep it going. And it wasn't, I mean, and you know, what I love about her in this story is that it's, just, it's not a huge, it's not a huge it's not a huge part, but what, what they kind of really brilliantly wrote her into the piece as, as this like, like sort of a counterpoint to Pam Anderson is being exploited and who is not there consensually. This is a woman who is there in total ownership of her work as a, as a sex worker in total ownership of her choice to be in sex work. She loves it and makes a lot of money and is, um, you know, has total agency over her experience. And so it was interesting. And then in this, in, in this show, she really can like stand up for what Pam and Tommy are doing. is not porn and it's not to yeah, be and you, consumed you by the public. This, and you shot this when? Right when I was there with you and Jane, I you was there so like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the whole reason I ended up in LA. And now I'm going back. Cause I just had felt felt nice but yeah i was there for a couple months and was was um 
Pam and Tommy, were they like involved? Are they executive producing? Are they, are they just not? I mean, I don't know. I was not really involved. My thing was, you know, separate from the Pam and Tommy of it all. It was really just with Seth. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Also knowing Erica Boyer, she was married for a time to the guy who went and was the, was the contractor for Pam and Tommy's Tommy Lee's big mansion with Pam got, mad at Tommy Lee and then went and stole this, his safe with his sex tape. Uh, mad at why? Mad at him. He was like not paying him on time or being kind of a dick as the, as an employer. And so he went and stole this tape. And the idea that he was also married to Erica Boyer is just, it's a, it's a it's an incredible confluence of events. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it really I mean, is. It's totally nuts. I'm like, I'm excited to see it. I'm, I mean, I think everybody is because we all. I mean, when the pictures got leaked or, or, or you know released, if you will, mm-hmm. of everybody, well, the way they were looking, the main characters, and then Seth Rogen, like it just everyone the the Twitter blew up. It was like holy shit! Like everyone got a lot of buzz for for the project. So I think a lot of people are just really excited for this to come out. And yeah. it'll, uh, it's coming out on Hulu, correct? Yeah, I know nothing about Owen. I think I think actually in February, maybe. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulu. I mean, uh, also, I mean, we, you know, not to change subject too much, but I mean, we'd have to, you know, hit a little bit on the uh, Orange Is New Black. I mean, we've got a little, a little chat about that. Yeah. I mean, that was, what an incredible show! I mean, what a run! I mean, ninety episodes in six years, or you know, was it ninety episodes? Yeah, I think that's what I read online. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what an iconic role for you! I mean, you ended up, you yeah. know, it took you, uh, you know, to new heights, if you will, and like, yeah, just about your experiences there. I mean, what a what a great cast you had around you too, you know? Yeah, it was really an extraordinary cast. I mean, I think what's most extraordinary about that experience is that everyone was so green in some capacity from we, it was all with the exception of, of a, a smattering of a few people. It, uh, it was a collective experience of kind of like breaking the sound barrier of something of that level of success, which is so, um, it, it just, it's, it's, it's a, that moment, I mean, it didn't feel like that after a year or two, but it was really interesting and such a bonding experience to have that with so many people who had also had no experience of that kind of Nurse Anne has sort of comment. success. The comment about it being the most important show that uh, oh, yeah, Time you can, you can tell her. She likes you. I love Nurse Anne. I want Hi. you to come back and just sit, sit, just be with us. Hi, I'll just sit. Um, okay. Time Magazine said it was the most important television show of the decade, which I think is what? true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like recently? You guys helped. You guys a long time ago. Netflix. Recently they said that? Yeah. And tell them why. Because it, like, wasn't afraid to, like, adjust the script to deal with social issues like the privatization of prison. Yeah. Uh, the prison system and, like, yeah. abuses by guards and all of the sexual assault issues. And then um, sort of the dawn of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I mean, I think that that speaks to the, you know, Genji Cohen who like mm-hmm. sort of ran the thing that the, 
just, she is like one of the most tenacious humans I've ever met to just say, we're going to deal with this. We're going to deal with it now. There's no thinking. There's no like going through any kind of bureaucratic layers of anything. It's something that needs to be, we want to talk about now. And I think, you know, I feel like I got to play this part that was sort of like, this brilliant Trojan horse into mm-hmm. a, a whole world, you know, cause the first mm-hmm. season of that show was sort of like a different flavor than what we moved into. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there was some sort of genius bait and switch of the, something that we're sort of familiar with a white lady kind of bumbling mm-hmm. through as a fish out of water. And then we're going to kind of open up your open up the perspective oh, just opening up the perceptual field in ways that had never, you know, that no right. one will see coming. And like deal with race and class. And yeah. Who, who, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and I, I think that it still feels my God, I can't believe it was one of the, I guess it, I mean, that's not surprising, right? That it's one of the most important shows it's of the decade. No, I guess that's not, that's, yeah, but that still is pretty shocking. I mean, I, I remember hearing something like we were at some White House correspondence dinner and the, and Obama, one like making a joke in orange is the new black joke and mm-hmm. feeling like, Oh my God. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Like it was the coolest thing. But then two years later, as we started talking about privatized prisons, his administration started to cycle out privatized prisons. Like there right. was a direct impact on legislation yeah. from what yeah. was happening. What the fuck's going on with my zoom? There was a, you know, a, a, a direct line, which just feels a bit surreal, but also not. I mean, it's storytelling and that reaches that many people, such a powerful tool to, to do anything. So I guess it's also not surprising, but it just is still quite surreal to be a part of it. And then what else? Oh, right. And then rather than, and when we stopped kind of fucking with privatized prisons in the way that we were previously in this country, we, we immediately siphoned those resources into immigrant detention centers, Mm -hmm. which is just, incredible and shrewd and so wildly fucked up. But then the show is able to track that as well, which, mm-hmm. um, how cool. Yeah. Really. I've been really to those facilities. I represented a lot of asylum seekers who are in those private wow. immigration prisons and it's, it's horrific. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I just, I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't compute how that's legal in our country that people can be making, we're making loads and loads and loads of money off of keeping as many people as possible in the cheapest, most Mm -hmm. inhumane condition. So it's a, yeah. I mean, it's really, I, I think that it still does kind of, I don't think about it that often. Like the impact of the show I have, you know, like a, a myopic view of myself so often that I just think about my own experience and try to navigate that. But it is really interesting to zoom out. And I don't often think about the impact of the show as a whole. Um, And 
yeah, it's really, it's beautiful. I mean, outside of that, I mean, it's, you guys helped launch Netflix. I mean, mm-hmm. you turn Netflix crazy. into Isn't what it is. Isn't fucking crazy? I haven't talked about this and I mean, I haven't talked about this in such a long time and it's yeah. so weird. It's like, it's so strange. The experience of being human, you know, like, will I be talking about this now for the rest of my life? Almost every day someone says Piper, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like as that happens now, I'm just like, all right, here we go. I'm going to take my own hand in my own hand and say, here we go, Taylor. This is what it is. (laughs) And I also love, and I love, I love it. You know, I'm so happy that that like, you know, is so impactful to so many people. I love it. As long as I can keep doing, you know, when you come home, we'll go to uh, swingers, uh, maybe nurse. I want to meet nurse. That'll be fun. That'll be. uh, But my thing is, you know, I'm sitting there. And we'll be sitting there at Swingers, and some guy will walk by with his wife and dog and stop for a second and ponder and then say, the one way Monica Lewinsky was on with you, <laughs> that one, that was nice. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, but you're... <laughs> 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 that makes my cheeks. That just makes me red. That is that is so. Oh, no, the funny. real Monica. I'm talking the real way. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Thank you. It's to me. Thank it's you. so funny. The difference, though. I mean, I mean, you probably get obviously stopped all the time, but like, oh my god, like I can only imagine. Like, I mean, the paparazzi are so fucking obsessed with you. So people are <coughs> like me. You know, yeah, I feel like right. I mean, me. When you're no. On no, no, don't they? Don't oh, well, they I mean, sure, there's been a mo, you know, <laughs> I think there have been moments in my life, and also depending on like who I'm dating, but I think, you yeah. know, not really. I, I don't, and I'm so, and I, this is, I'm not speaking of myself judgmentally, this is not a pejorative statement, but I'm so bad at being a public person, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at cultivating it. It's not that I don't not like, people. I love, I, I enjoy people a lot, but I'm, I'm bad at stoking the fire and, you know, letting mm-hmm. let, there's, I'm, I'm just bad at it. I'm not good at social media. I don't, I, and I, 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 it's not that I hate it. It's like, I can't, I'm not good at it. So I think I all to say, I think that I do a very good job of like turning the volume down on whatever attention might be coming my way just by being my odd self <laughs> I, have, I don't have any instinct for self-promotion either chris sells this show everywhere mm. but I, I i couldn't i just can't do it it's like it's not like i wish i could i still i think my my ego is as big as anyone's and my ambition but it's like there's some rather than having uh, something happened rather than it my it being like i'm gonna go outwards with my desire it's like I turn inwards and I just wish that my like trauma had just been a little bit different. So I could just be like, come and get me world. I'm going to take you on. But instead it's like, I can't, I don't understand my life. <laughs> so I, like I go, I go inwards in a way that I, I don't know, but it is pretty wild. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, but you know, it's an interesting phenomenon. I do think we're turning the corner though, where like there are people who you know, there the are ki- kids who like are like, what? That's an old show. I don't know what that is. Really? So, Maybe. Um, I mean, you, you know, you I think so. I don't know if they have it, like the intentions. Theoretically. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't think, I, I think it's a show that will always be on the air and people will always be paying attention to it and, and always be talking about it on some level. It's, it's a real classic, man. It's like mad. Yeah. You know? It's just like, mm-hmm. it's always going to be there and people yeah. are always going to watch it and, yeah. and watch it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think it, I think it is, it, it, it hit something. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think that it, uh-uh. And, it's, and it's an interesting time capsule as well. It, it's so interesting to me that it sort of tracks what ha- was happening for us as a collective right up until and then through the beginning part of this wild cultural shift and this kind of like what we're experiencing now, the sort of darkness and kind of like a, a lot of a lot of shadow being revealed that sort of it's an interesting time capsule for right before, you know, 2016. And, mm-hmm. um, I like it that we talked about stuff you do to get yourself feeling good. Right. Oh, like being sober. Well, not just that. Like, like with me, I do cognitive therapy. I do. Yes. These yes. Yes. Yoga. I do these yoga. I mean, it takes a fuck ton to really get. Oh my God. Yes. It takes, it takes like a, it takes an army uh, internally and externally for me to be able to get myself up and out and functioning on a daily basis. It is not everything, medication, meditation, praying, people, therapy. I mean, it is no small feat for me to put one foot in front of the other, you know? Yeah. And And now, yeah. Go ahead. And, when yes. and when you're dazzling them up on the high wire, you know, the audience all is like, no, oh, she's amazing. I see. I don't even feel that. Like, I can't even clock that people even think that yeah. at all. I don't even, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, you missed the mark. You're not Meryl. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with the rest of it. Come on. Mind. Come no. on. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just fooling with you. But no, it's true. People have no, it, it, it feels like it, you know, and the other thing is like, how do you describe that? And it, is it my responsibility? Cause like, it's completely transparent to everyone in my personal life that life for me is not particularly, you know, like a parade. It's not a parade. It's not a walk in the park. Do people ever say life's not a parade? What does that even mean? <laughs> I had uh, I had dinner. Life's a parade. parade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want life to be a parade, but it's not. It's not particularly easy, and that's 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 very apparent to most people in my personal sphere. But you know, it's like how do you tell people? Is that you know? It's a strange. It is a strange thing that my profession is sort of being able to present myself and and show up and 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 perform, and yeah. that is the opposite of what the um, day-to-day internal experience is. In uh, and, and the SLAA, SLAA meetings, Sex and Love Out, oh, yes. I went to one of them and I, I wanted to see what it was like because I, I had a bit of a broken heart and I wanted to just hear what people said about stuff like that. One of the things they said that was so interesting that they have the work they do each day to not be in their shadow self. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Oh, like, definitely. Like to be in like top line behaviors, being a, a more of a top line. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Is that, was that the end of your sentence there, Daryl? Uh, that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's, I, I think that also for a lot of my life, I was able to operate from this space of like, well, just fuck you. I am going to charge forward and I'm going to do it no matter what, do whatever it is. Like the person who said, I'm going to turn down a fellowship to graduate school because I want to go babysit and audition. I mean, what the hell was that? I think back on that woman and I'm like, girl, I could use some, like, help me. I could use some advice now, let you know, whoever that 21 year old self was. Um, but I think, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I think this is for lots of people, but that at some point that charge forward, the energy dissipates and you're really left. I was really left with myself and, and needing to reckon with all of the things that were, were pushing me like a bat out of hell and to, to work. And, um, now it feels like that's one of the more, now it feels like taking care of myself, doing all of the things that I do that we talk about is kind of all that matters. And then things fall. It's like the Mike Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> I've never heard that. I love that. Yeah, wow. that's, that's, that's brilliant. That's like, oh, my yeah. God. When my success started and I start, I was roaring along, you don't realize that there can be low-hanging branches that you don't foresee mm-hmm. and things don't go the way you want them to. Oh, and yeah. you get down. Yeah, I, I I appreciate you guys both talking about this type of stuff too, too, because like a lot of people don't realize from the outside looking in that like, you know, there is sometimes a struggle. It's not as easy as we all make it look. You you see us on television, you see everybody like you know doing things and and you on stage and and you go, oh yeah, like that that must be just so much fun. They must be the best, and then you don't realize the amount of stuff that comes up in you know over the years and how much preparation and how much work you have to do on yourself and your mental health and things like that to get yeah. what you're doing and to continue what you're doing. So, I mean, I, I appreciate both of you like sharing stuff like this. I mean, it's very yeah, cool. It's so nice to talk about, you know, cause it's also such an interesting thing now with that. We're all like in a 24 seven, like transparent space, which I think in some ways is amazing. I don't actually like, I think that for, I think kind of maybe on the whole, it's a positive Thing, just culturally interpersonally I think it fucks people up but like you know it's nice that there's so much transparency politically and whatever but it's weird to know like do you share it it's like I, I'm not hiding anything it's just I don't I don't know quite how to share this part of myself because I don't go and tweet about it you know I'm not well, going to do it, it on now social media. yeah you're, you're doing it now and, and we appreciate talking it. about my that. my strugs now it's <laughs> It's it is cool to to you know share with stuff like that and it it, it does help yeah. people. I mean, Daryl knows. Um, Nurse Ann wants to know if she can steal strugs. I please have it. I will be honored. It's my gift to you. You don't need to. Just use it. All I ask is that you use it boldly. Like it's something that's existed before. Will continue to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be bold about the strugs. Yeah. Strugs. 
the long road behind me is the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So where do you want to go to dinner? Promise me I'll get to see you at least one time. Oh, I'm going to be out there for a long time. I told you, I'm happier with the sun. I think that that's also a key to my my wellness is I feel I'm so much happier with the Southern California sun. I was in, I was in New York, Chris, for my whole life. Like I, I moved there after I was a kid and then I, you know, orange shot there, here, I guess. And, but now I'm like, I think I'm done. I think this, this, this job that I just did there. I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, so I'll be there. During the yeah, pandemic, I'll be there. I was, I was out there during the pandemic and uh, my parents live out there now in California. Mm. And, uh, so I stayed out there for a while and it was the big difference mentally for my mental health of like being in nicer weather, being able to go for walks and like, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, not have everything dark and dreary and like, you know, freezing and all that stuff. So it does, it does definitely help, but uh, I'm sure you and Daryl will be happy to reconnect while you're back when you get back out there. That's for sure. Yes. If possible, if possible. Yeah. And then oh, I'm looking forward to it. If you're back in New York, uh, anytime soon, come see a show. I would love to have you in, in oh, my audience. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. I definitely will. Daryl and I are going to do one together at some point in LA. So if you miss, miss me here, we're going to do one together in LA. Oh, well, I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah, what a treat for everyone. What, do that soon. I, you must let me know when that happens we from will. both, we, both we of will. you so that I actually receive it. Yeah, we what were you saying? About, uh, I, I didn't know how long you were going to be in New York. There was a couple of things I was going to do there. And uh, we were talking about inviting you. Like, Keenan and I were talking about doing a show. And Chris, wow. uh, it would be fun to have you and, you know, a guest. Brings, you, know, you plus oh, I would one. love it. I would love it. I mean, I'm going to, for the next few months, I'm going to be back and forth a lot. I mean, a lot, you know, once a month, sort of. So I'm around. All right. I mean, uh, we're shooting to do this live, the, this podcast live, where we do it in front of a live audience. And uh, wow! And have, have oh, you guys have to do that. You'd be yeah. that would be brilliant. So we'll see. Hopefully that that comes through, and uh, we're hoping for November, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Wow! Would that ideally happen in LA or New York? Probably in New York in the beginning, but we want to do it both in New York and LA. I mean, that would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we get you know killer guests in both towns and. <sighs> It'd be great to have different audiences, you know, like go from East Coast to West Coast. Be amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Easy. It's done. I see it already. <laughs> it's happening. And I'll be there. I look forward to it. Perfect. That sounds great. Ahi tuna salad. That's what I'm going to have with you when I dine at Swingers. With you. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I, I like that you have it all it. mapped out. I love He's that ready for <laughs> Fascinating. What? He's got the whole menu planned out. He's got your course yeah. ready to go. Like, Sounds excited. delicious. Uh, well, uh, I think that's that's about it for us, right, Daryl? I mean, uh, she'll probably wrap it up here. I can't, I can't think of uh, anything. I'm sort of reaching that point where I'm not going to – I'm kind of boring. Like, I'm really getting into my boring self. And um, I don't want to bore her, but uh, I thought it was a fantastic podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, you're a great guy. I hope so. I mean, I've never done anything. I did not, I didn't think about it and I didn't know what to say. So it's just, it's just me. I hope that's okay. That's perfect. That's all we wanted. It was just you and just having a nice conversation with you. That's what we ask for all our guests. And we really appreciate you you joining us and taking the time. I mean, really, it means a lot for us. So thank you. Oh my gosh. You're both so amazing. I'm so happy to be here. I, I mean, it's my, it's a, 
yeah, Daryl said he was doing a podcast and I said, I will be a guest. I raised my yeah. hand. Perfect. Amazing. We're so glad Thank to have you. you. So much. Thank you so much. I can't You're wait so to see welcome. You. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to see you too. Okay. All right. Bye everybody. All right. Thank see you. you later, Taylor. Thanks again. Bye nurse Nancy. Nurse <laughs> Nurse <laughs> <laughs> nurse Ann says see ya <laughs> see you nurse Ann bye <laughs> well guys that was the great Taylor Schilling wow I mean just a fun guest what an amazing guest right Daryl yeah and I'm glad we have dual copies of it because I, I know how easy it is to you know not be able to retain all of that yeah no no she's She's great. And she just seems like a real sweetheart. That's what I loved about it. She just seemed very genuine and, and just her, her she is. self. And I, I very a lot of fun. I'm excited to have her on as a guest when we get to do this live. That would be amazing. So, uh, you know, make sure everybody checks out her, her projects. She's got uh, The Bite on Paramount Plus. That's the zombie movie we discussed. Uh, the new Pam and Tommy show coming out on hulu uh there's no date that's been set yet but she said february is what she thinks and then orange is the new black you can find that on the good old netflix uh all 90 episodes uh and make sure you add her on social media as well as all of us uh daryl's at daryl c hammond i'm at chris millhouse two wells and millhouse and you know make sure to share these posts tell your friends write a review we appreciate all of it appreciate the comments awesome <clears throat> see everybody next time with I know our next. I know we have like a really exciting guest coming up. We, we do. Well, we we gotta we gotta wait to promo it, but yeah, we we've got some really exciting guests coming up, and uh, you guys, All we right. really appreciate you listening. So we will uh, we will talk soon. Talk soon, everyone. Take care. <laughs>